Thought Bubble Audio. And welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, your weekly podcast following the images of Kate Kane and the CW hit show Batwoman. I am Palmer, and with me, as always, is someone who refuses to tell me what Cinco de Mayo actually is. <laughs> Hello, and I actually don't know what it is, so I can't tell you what I don't know. Oh man. It was going to be a really good joke, too. It's, I believe it actually just means, like, the 5th of May. Well, that's exactly what it literally translates to, but I don't see, know why I was, it's celebrated. I was just joking that, like, I didn't know that. Oh, see? <laughs> that totally went over my head. Like, someone someone texted me today, like, happy Cinco de Mayo. And I'm like, it's Cinco de Mayo already? I was like, it feels like it's earlier this year than normal, but. I think it's because it still feels like it's March because we've been home forever. Yes. It's actually just March 21st. <laughs> is is how is how it's going uh, so how have you been this week i've been pretty good well that's good did you enjoy this episode of batwoman i did this this week has been pretty good like we got a really good episode of batwoman we got news that there's a new twilight book and unfortunately the one downside was j crew announced that um they're filing for bankruptcy which makes me sad because now i don't know where i'm gonna get my as as seen on dawson's creek clothing anymore (laughs) um i'm sure you'll figure it out i remember when uh because i loved dawson's creek when it came out um so the first after the first season i think their spring catalog had all the actors from the show so naturally, I bought the catalog just for that. Oh wow! I would totally do the same thing. Yeah, no, it was it was nice. You could go there and you could pay like a thousand dollars, I think it was, for a shirt. Um, but they, you know, it was the shirt from the show because that was their wardrobe. <laughs> that was their entire wardrobe was was J Crew. Wow. Yeah, but you know, c'est la vie. All right, so this week is episode 18. 18? Yep. Um, and as I said, we had a we uh, have two more episodes after today. Um, a couple a couple people reached out to us after the last episode to tell us um, Luke actually had said that they got through episode 20 before before things got shut down. Well, thank you to those of you who reached out to let us know. And I'm very happy to know that we at least have two more episodes left because I was not ready to say goodbye. I doubt I'll be ready to say goodbye in two weeks, but I'm definitely not ready to say goodbye next. I mean, I I completely agree. I'm not ready to say goodbye in two episodes because I just know this plot isn't resolved in two episodes. No, I mean, it could be, but I mean, because it is Batwoman, but and then they could take us to a completely different place. I mean, they took me to a couple different places today i wasn't expecting yeah like every time it seems like they've wrapped up some storylines like all right this is the direction we're going to go in for the rest of the season and then there's like one more thread that they pull and the whole thing collapses again yeah it's it's a little weird at times but it just fits in the show yeah because you 
you want it to be wrapped up and you think you know where it's going and then it just kind of zigs and it's like oh wait we're over here now yeah uh let's see yeah i totally agree um i will say that one of our newer listeners uh that has reached out to us on twitter ava is actually catching on to how much i hate um certain actors from other cw shows because we got tagged this week in a tweet because uh, i guess one of them was part of the supergirl episode this week so oh is that the thing you sent me maybe what did i send you is that the the screenshot you sent me earlier this week was that the oh no no no. i yeah no i i will read that one but um but no uh lex was on supergirl this week so one of our listeners tweeted at us and was like well i guess palmer's not watching this week's episode of supergirl uh yeah no um yeah i i shared a tweet with uh i shared a tweet with you from a twitter user at lena luther lover that said the fact that batwoman is on right before supergirl is hilarious to me batwoman is like i'm gay she's gay she's probably gay too he might be gay who knows and supergirl is like my sister has a girlfriend but not in a gay way (laughs) which after watching today's like watching this week's episode that tweet was even funnier to me it really was <laughs> like i had seen the tweet beforehand <laughs> so i'm like and i'm just sitting there i'm like no that that makes sense that tracks and then i sent it to my friend tim who hosts uh, supergirl tv talk and that was a mistake because then i had to listen to like a 35 minute lecture about how kara and lena aren't actually gay for each other and i'm like no come on they are <laughs> Like, I don't care what anyone says. Look, lesbian undertones are a thing, and they are present in their scenes. They they really, really are. (laughs) And, like, I've I've gone out and said before, like, my two favorite things about Supergirl before I stopped watching it was Lena and Nia. And Lena, Kate McGrath, or Katie McGrath, I've seen her in other stuff as well as Supergirl. Uh, She had a Netflix... um, christmas movie like last year or the year before that that i watched and i i've seen her kiss multiple men on screen and every time it looks like it's the worst thing she's ever done <laughs> in her life like sometimes looks, you could you, sometimes you, you can totally see it on me. her face she's like choices were made that i that i instantly regret it's like if i was not cashing a check right now this would not be happening right <laughs> so, so they're definitely there. All right. We are going into Batwoman, episode 18. If you believe in me, I'll believe in you. We start off with a human trafficking scene. Uh, this with- opening shot was my favorite of the entire episode. The way that it just kind of came down. Yep. So cool. It was it was a really good uh, fight scene. And I really like aside from the action sequences, like I like I understand I understand the whole reason to have the cowl because it just looks more visually dynamic when you're moving around at a fast pace. And this episode, this scene like really showcased it. I'm like, wow, if she didn't have a cowl on, this wouldn't look nearly as impressive. 
Now, I have a question about this scene. Yes. There was uh, something that happened before she started the hand-to-hand combat. One of the bad guys, I, I don't know, it like got pulled back, almost kind of like they got yanked away. Yeah, grappling. It was, okay, it, it was her that did it, and it was the grappling hook? Yes. Okay, that's yes, what I didn't... wasn't clear on. He didn't randomly get superpowers to fly backwards. No, I just wasn't sure if, like, she had an assist from something somewhere. Oh, and, no, like, yeah. It, um, unless she had, like, a, a uh, grappling hook on, like, a timer. But I'm pretty sure you see her come from the same direction as the hook. Okay. that I, I wasn't 100% clear, and I w- wanted to make sure that I asked you, because there might have been a chance that I missed something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely the grappling hook. At least the grappling hook, like, around their waist. She didn't, like, harpoon the person and then, like, pull them back. That would probably have killed them. And then we would have another three episodes of her afraid to put on the suit again. I'm glad they kind of wrapped that up in the one episode. Uh, I am, too. I liked the addition of it, but with the amount that it was impacting the story, I am glad that it that it um it didn't drag right yeah so i i just replayed the scene and you see her at the very start of the action sequence you see her um go from the the crate that the that the people are being kept in that the prisoners are being kept in you see her like jump off of it out of frame and then you see the guy get yanked backwards okay see and i i didn't realize that she had jumped out of frame yeah because i saw him get yanked backwards and then i saw her kicking the crap out of a bunch of people and i'm just like okay how did we get there from here (laughs) (laughs) um speaking of which and i again a couple people uh reached out to us on twitter after last episode we had we had discussed um the jacob kane bomb and apparently they do hit the yellow button um with like a second or two left so you do see them actually hit the yellow button because we were wondering, like, you see one bomb go off, but you never see the second one. And we didn't know what had happened. Oh, I kind of really liked my theory. So I'm kind of <laughs> sad that that's not true now. But thank you to those who corrected us. So there's a so we start off with a really good fight sequence um, towards the end when she thinks she has everybody down. The last guy kind of comes up behind her grabs her hair Ooh, i was like i was so ready for her to like roundhouse kick him i was like get him she quickly spins around and and knocks him out like for one you do not you you under no circumstances ever pull a woman's hair (laughs) you just don't do it like i don't care if it's i don't care if it's a fight (laughs) and which like it's your life against hers you don't touch the hair and mobsters are supposed to live by a code where you don't hurt women and children. Apparently, this guy doesn't live by that code. Well, I mean, to be fair, she was kicking their ass. Like, I, I, like I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sitting here saying, you know, like people should should hit women. You definitely shouldn't. But when they're the ones hitting you first, you should be allowed to <laughs> to at least protect yourself. <laughs> like in in this instance, okay. Like, I am kind of glad. Like that her wig didn't fall off and that she was able to like kick him and be like, uh, uh-uh, not happening. Yes. Although it, it raises, a, it raises a question in the next scene about this, 
Um, and I was going to say, this is the first time I think I remember seeing a villain go for her hair. Yeah, no, it's definitely the first time. I don't think anybody's ever thought to do it before. Yeah. Although, if you listen to Luke in the next scene, like, it sounds like it happens every other day. So, <laughs> so they, uh, we go to Wayne Tower. Luke and Kate are coming out of the uh, coming elevator? Out of the back uh, elevator talking about it. And, and Luke is like, you know, Luke's like, you know, maybe try wearing a braid. Like, I don't know what he was thinking about with the whole braid comment. She was more – she was – morbidly disgusted about wearing about the fact that he wanted to wear wear a braid but like i like what kind of braid luke like are we going to get rid of the rest of the hair and just have one braid i mean then, does he does he want her to then wield the braid like a weapon yes like are we gonna like put some sort of like spiky thing on the hair and she's gonna kind of whip it around like she's a street fighter character <laughs> Like, I might be okay with this idea. I need more details on this braid plan, Luke. Please, because of the mental imagery. Yes. So she refuses to wear a braid, which I can't I yeah, I can't fault her for. No. Uh, I I wouldn't want to wear a braid either, because it's still gonna be it's still gonna be grabbable. So And one might say more grabbable. Exactly, because the strand of hair is there. Like, I don't this seems like a Please detail your plan out, Luke. <laughs> Submit it on paper, and we'll discuss this at a later date. Let's table <laughs> this discussion for now, okay? As they, as they walk in, Mary's there with champagne. Drunk Mary is my favorite, Mary. Mary's there with champagne, and she's, and she's like, you know, speaking speaking for all of the licensed and non-licensed medical people – Thank you for taking care of them. Let's celebrate. And she's like, I don't know how you guys normally celebrate a victory. Usually by icing my knuckles. Right. And she, Kate takes out the, the champagne and puts her, puts her hand in the, in the ice bath for her knuckles. And Luke, again, is complaining about the, you know, the hair. And Mary has the idea of lining the suit with some sort of electricity so if someone went to grow grab the hair it would shock them i really liked that idea so do i like kate shot it down quickly i'm like no no this is a good idea well i think she only shot it down because it came from mary and she was trying to protect her right because Uh, if she greenlit the idea and said yay i love it let's do it mary's gonna try to come up with more ideas and it's just not and luke after Mary leaves, Luke kind of agrees with Mary. She's like, that's not the worst idea. It is a good idea. Um, so I'm sure we'll see it down the line. Mary, after hearing Kate's after hearing Kate's uh, rebuttal of it, she's like, sorry, I've had a few of these. And then I couldn't, I couldn't really concentrate on the rest of the scene because my mind went to how long was Mary sitting there waiting for them to come back? Or how much of a lightweight is she? How much champagne does it take to get her tipsy? Like, did she did she already go through a bottle of champagne? Was she waiting there for like an, the entire night and was just like, well, I'll guess I'll have another glass. These are questions that we need to know, people. <laughs> yes, I I do have to say I kind of love that Mary's like in on this now 
and on the bat team. Okay. I, I really do love the dynamic that it brings that she doesn't have to hide that she knows and that Kate doesn't have to lie. But now Kate's trying to figure out the balance of how much do I tell her versus how much do I shield her from? I really like the the dynamic here. Yeah. After, after Mary kind of pieces out and in the painfully awkward, painfully awkward is going to be how I'm going to describe a few things this week. Uh, Yeah. The first one being like Mary, Mary on her way out of Wayne Tower being like, all right, go bat team, which I'm not on. I was like, oh, poor Mary. But oh, my God, this is so awkward. Can it please be over now? And so, you know, Luke is trying to tell Kate, Kate doesn't want her anywhere near this. And Luke's like, look, she doesn't want to be she doesn't want to be in on this as much she, as much as she wants to be part of your world. Like she's the little mermaid. And Kate's like, well, then I'll just take her to dinner. Right. Really, Kate, you don't have time. You really don't. We go to Julia and Sophie breaking into a warehouse looking for the Lucius Fox journal that Thomas Elliot has. The warehouse is just dark and, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of meat to the scene as much as we just see them making fun of Thomas for like a minute or two. And all and I would almost call that flirting. Oh, it's definitely flirting. Um, which I'm still not sure how I feel about it. Me I mean, either. Julia just slept with Kate in the last episode, and granted, it was a one night stand, and that's kind of how everyone Wait, left it. That's still. Did did they? I mean, I yeah. know we saw them. Okay. Well, yeah, no, they definitely had a one night stand, like from them kissing on top of the gargoyle on the roof. The most dangerous kiss ever. Never do that (laughs) to the next to the next episode. It's it's very much implied that they had sex. Okay, yeah, I totally missed that implication. So, yeah, Um, Um, but I actually wonder and I'm going to fast forward a second here. Given what was revealed uh, about Julia at the end of the episode and even half, you know, partway through, are we actually going to go full fledged into this triangle? Uh, I would imagine so. Unfortunately, at this point, it seems like that's where the road is headed. Um, whether they get there this season or not is going to be is going to be something to kind of watch because, again, we only have two more episodes, but it's definitely heading in that direction. And, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it, and I almost thought we were going to be saved from it, and now I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't – I don't know. I just I don't just want the show know. to become, like, tropey and, like, CW tropey. Like, I don't – there are things that other shows on the CW network d- – that they there are things that they do that I just don't want Batwoman to do. Batwoman is perfect the way it is. It doesn't need to delve into triangle hell where you're which would then devolve into shipper wars and we just don't need to go there. I don't think it's going to get that bad. Like I think it'll be a storyline, but I don't think it'll be I don't think it'll be like an overall series storyline. I think it'll just be a storyline for a few episodes because as of right now, let's not forget, Julia hasn't been upgraded to a series regular. That is true. She hasn't yet. 
Um, although I do like her character, so I wouldn't mind it. She hasn't been yet. Uh, so they're going through the warehouse. They find uh, his comics and make fun of uh, make fun of the character of the comic, who's a cat thief in spandex with rather large jubblies, as Julia puts it. <laughs> Was that a Catwoman dig? See. I don't think so. Now, granted, DC has their own, has their cat thief, Catwoman, but honestly, I honestly don't remember seeing her portrayed having that well endowed uh, <laughs> or being that top heavy. As much as on the Marvel side, you have Black Cat, who is. Oh, uh, okay. And she kind of has the same style wig as black cat like the grayish colored hair so i think it was more of a dig at black cat but at the same time you could say it's a Catwoman dig uh so it's up for interpretation but the character on the comic looked more like black cat okay and then they come across then they come across a giant painting of tommy elliott in the nude <laughs> in which sophie wanted hazard pay and Sophie and Julia both gave each other a look like, yeah, that's that's why we're lesbians. And yeah, I we, can't blame them. <laughs> I can't blame them either. Like, yeah, we don't go here and this is exactly why. I, don't know. I actually, yeah, just just no. That was not something I ever needed referenced or to know existed. Just no. So Julia, Julia gets away from Sophie for a minute, calls up. Calls up Kate and is like, you know, we can't find the journal here. It, it's not in this warehouse. Elliot has like 40 places that he owns in Gotham alone. So they have no idea where the book could be. Kate has the idea of going to Arkham to try and ask Tommy. Like, yeah, he'll, he'll just tell me. Well, I don't see. I wonder if did she actually think he would tell her? Or did he? Did she think he would do what he did? Uh, n- well, he only does it for other reasons. So she goes to she goes to Arkham, and is like, "Yo, tell me where the book is." And he's like, "No, can you tell Bruce to come by? Like visiting time is f- like visiting is four days a week, and he hasn't come by yet. Like what's wrong?" <laughs> like, and then he starts playing crazy. He starts playing crazy because Kate implicates him in the murder of lucius fox so he starts acting crazy for the cameras and for the obvious recordings that that are going on so he can keep up the idea that he's um mentally unfit for trial yeah i figured that's what it was for yeah so kate gets nowhere tommy is being sent back to his cell as he gets there alice is waiting inside with mouse as the doctor on the outside alice pretty much tells him like you know your your room is bigger than mine and it's going to be empty because they're going to strap you into an electric chair oh my god her impersonation of the electric chair which she pantomimes rather (laughs) rather well i might add i loved that so much (laughs) they strap you into the electric chair and I think that might have been my favorite moment of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so 
And Tom, Tommy's like, well, no, I'm mentally unfit to stand trial. Mouse says the doctor is like, um, actually, the judge called me and I told him you're fine. So exactly. He's like about that. Not yeah. so much. So, you know, you're going to need to uh, you're going to need to help us. Alice found out that Kate is looking for Lucius Fox's journal. She doesn't know why, but she decides that she wants it now. Mm-hmm. Which is totally an Alice thing to do. I mean, it's a sibling thing to do, really. Especially when your sibling is part of the reason you're locked up in here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, she's making the best out of the situation by trying to run the joint, but she doesn't want to be there. Right. No, it's, it's, there's many reasons why. Alice is like, look, I want the book, but why does my sister want it? And Tommy's like, well, it has, supposedly it has the way to take down Batman if he ever went rogue. Alice wonders why that would be in Lucius Fox's journal. Thomas, Tommy Elliot tells her because Bruce Wayne was Batman. And at this rate, everyone is going to know who Batman was if he ever comes back. Now, here's my question. Uh-huh. Kate and Bruce are cousins, right? Yes. So Alice and Bruce are also cousins. So wouldn't she have realized that Bruce was Batman already just by the fact that Kate is Batwoman? Wouldn't um, you think you would kind of keep that in the family, so to speak? I mean, no, maybe. I'm just talking I mean, about it's, Alice. It's not the worst theory in the world, but... I mean, because it, it ju- I mean, why would she be Batwoman unless she knew who Batman was? And I, Batman and... I mean, I think just, you're... Yeah, I think you're I think you're Batwoman just because it's in Gotham. I mean, okay, maybe, but I just thought it was weird that that Alice never put that together since she put together that Kate was Batwoman. I would have thought she would have figured it out. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. But now now Alice and Mouse know that Bruce Wayne's Batman. Thomas knows Bruce Wayne's Batman. You know, I I don't know who else knows, but I well, we'll get there. we'll get there later because one other person does find out this episode. So she's like, "You're gonna help me get it, and we'll help you get out of here." Now, Thomas is Tommy Elliot's like, you know, "Just getting me out isn't gonna help because I'm gonna be on wanted posters." So Alice is like, "Oh no, we'll give you a new face. It's fine." And then is this it? What it, when his face gets cut off, or what he agrees to that? No, he just he agrees to that because they show him because Mouse takes off the mask and is like, look how good we can make it. So he agrees. He calls up the he calls up um, the mob guy that has his journal and is like, I need you to take it out and bring it to me. Yeah, he's like, okay. Luke and Kate figure out. Luke and Kate have some sort of bug on on this conversation i'm guessing maybe they have the phone systems at at arkham tapped yeah i I would imagine so they go through the details of thomas elliott's relationship with this mobster basically the guy has a club in a building that tommy owns there's always been yeah there's always been rumors that yeah there's always been rumors that they laundered the money for for the elliott's so they have a close relationship now we get to painfully awkward scene number two of Kate starting to dance to show that 
to to illustrate to Luke that they're going <laughs> clubbing. Wow. <laughs> that was awkward. That was so awkward. And yet I need to give him it so badly. <laughs> I will I will I will also say it was super butch. <laughs> I just I wasn't expecting her to start dancing. Like I all of a sudden, yeah. I look and she's at even she... like, she even starts throwing in like the uhs and the and like, no, Kate, no. I was like, what is happening? Never again, Kate. Please. I was so confused because that's just not something she would ever do, even drunk. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> weird, and I don't know if the script called for it because like even even <laughs> Ruby Rose when she was doing it. Like why seemed like she was doing it at gunpoint. (laughs) Who decided this was something that Kate would ever do? Like I don't know of anybody on Earth that would ever do that, let alone Kate. And whoever put that in the script, can we never do that again? Like ever? Please, like I'm, I'm fine with like Kate being awkward and dancing awkward, but I think there's better ways. I mean, if they had her dancing with Regan at the club and it looked awkward. That would have been fine. Right. This was just a little... This was just a little, like, what are you doing where you dropped on your head? See, I would have... I think the scene makes a little bit more sense if Luke did it. Yes! Yeah. That would have made way more sense. Yeah. So, it was a little bit of a slip up there, but... Yeah, no, that that dance was awkward, and I hope I never see it again. (laughs) I mean, I got a good chuckle out of it, but I was also traumatized by it. Man. So they get their uh, style coordinator, Mary, in to help pick out club clothes. And Mary, Mary like, apparently Mary's never seen Kate ever in her life. (laughs) And was like, this dress is so you. You can hide all your bat stuff, and you still show off the goods. And Mary... Kate has never showed off the goods ever. No, she goes out of her way to hide them. Yes. Like, she goes in tuxes. Like, that's what she does. Even in this, even in the next scene when she shows up, she's in, like, a black tux-like thing. I don't – it's a weird tux-like thing. Blazer? It's a blazer, but it's also got, like, leather lapel. It's weird. I'm not saying it doesn't work. It looks fine. <laughs> But it, it's just – it threw me for a loop off the bat. But I will say my favorite line of the episode came from this scene with Mary and Kate. Which one? When – because Mary thinks she's going with her. So right. Mary shows her her dress. And then Kate is like, you're not going. This is too dangerous. And Mary's like, I've been poisoned. I've been kidnapped. <laughs> I've been <laughs> – did she say I've been stabbed before she got to the last part? I believe so. She's like, I've been poisoned. I've been kidnapped. I've been stabbed. I've been almost extinguinated. The fact that I'm still alive to be able to use that word as a verb means that I can survive. I I do love the fact that she used extenuinated. Yes, that was. That was excellent. What I call word porn. (laughs) It, It also reminded me, and I'm not saying like this was done intentionally, but. It reminded me there's a um, – I love horror movies. For anyone that doesn't know, absolutely love them. 
uh, the Friday, the Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Goes to Hell, if I remember correctly, was the one where Freddy is talking to the hero of the movie and he takes his glove finger and he keeps slicing off like one of his own fingers every time he talks. He's like, I've been, he's like, I've been burnt. I've been set on fire. I've been electrocuted. I've been, you know, disemboweled. Like he's going through all the ways they've killed them over the series. And then after he like clips off each hand, he kind of, he kind of makes uh, each finger, he, makes like a fist and then he pulls it back out and all the fingers are back but he's like but i keep on ticking and and it just sounded like mary i've never seen that movie and i don't ever plan to because i'm not a horror movie fan Ah, it's fine but i just uh, like i just instantly thought of that and i'm like wow that's very freddy krueger-esque there mary but i'm a big fan of big words so when (laughs) No, I really am. Like so, anything that can win you Scrabble. Pretty much. So the fact that she used that word and used it well, I was like, yes. I love when my character sounds smart. Yeah, it is not a word you hear that often. So no. And I and I I wonder how many people like knew what it meant. Oddly enough, the only reason I knew what it meant was um, because. Aside, you know, aside from doing podcasts, I my real job is I work at a comic book store. So we sell um, card games and board games. So we sell Magic the Gathering, which is a game that I played when I was younger and kind of got back into working. And there's a card with that with that word on it. So that's the only reason I know what that word had meant to begin with. And the reason I know what that word means is because I watch a lot of Criminal Minds and a lot of the creepier ones like to exterminate yeah. their yeah it's just a very creepy reason but i like <laughs> the fact that i knew what that word meant so after mary is let down with the fact that she's not going i felt so bad for her the look on her face she's like her no. dress was amazing though yeah i mean she gets to wear it well true so, kate's like nope sorry julia is gonna help me and she's like who <laughs> like that girl Julia and Lou, uh, Julia and Batwoman, or no, Julia and Kate, show up at the show up at the club. Get out of the elevator. Kate and her like cops with a backpack. Julia in a in a top and a very a very choice in pants, like red leather pants. I love red leather. I don't. It, for me, it just didn't seem to work. Like, I, there was something off about it. I don't know if you need, like, a belt as an accessory, but it was a little bit too much. I liked it, but then again, I like that kind of stuff, so. I mean, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying it was bad. It just looked odd. I don't know. It's weird. But they they have a discussion as they're coming in about about what they're going to do, and Sophie is text. Um, Julia is texting Sophie with a bunch of hamburger emojis. <laughs> like, why would you be texting somebody with hamburger emojis? Well, like, that's, what, that's what they eat. They mentioned that the last episode. Well, I, I just I, there are so many other emojis in which you can use. But this is probably one of the most awkward conversations in the elevator. On Look, the way if, out of the- if you've never if you've never flirt texted with somebody using hamburger emojis, have you ever truly flirt texted? I have, and not an emoji was needed. 
<laughs> so Kate's like, is all Crow's business conducted via text messages using hamburger emojis? To which my favorite reply was Julia going, uh, they're cheeseburgers. <laughs> Duh. And didn't she also, like, kind of side-eye the fact that she was calling her Soph? Yes. Oh, no. I mean, Kate side-eyes everything in there. Side-eyes that, and Sophie's like, oh, I mean, Julia's like, you know, you know, I've, I got her to, like, kimchi on a burger, which I'm not sure is a thing that should ever happen. It it has. I'm not saying it hasn't. I'm just not saying it should. Julia's like, yep, I got her to think it's a good idea. Ha ha. Kate didn't like that either. That got a side-eye. And then I totally forgot that Kate didn't – I totally didn't realize that Kate didn't know that she came out. Yes. So Sophie's like, you know, she's been having a rough time. She came out to her mother, which Kate didn't know. Well, no, didn't she say something like she's having a rough time? She's not talking to her mom. And then she's like, her mom, why? And then she's like, right. oh, you yeah. didn't know because she came out. Yeah, she came out to her. Um and, and she's like she's having yeah she, they're not speaking she's having a rough time which is weird because we haven't seen any evidence of that on the show like we've only seen Sophie at work maybe that's why we've only seen Sophie at work I mean probably but it would have been nice to like we knew that we had to have been some sort of fallout but the show hasn't really had time to show anything so this was kind of dropped in the lap and maybe they were go maybe maybe they're going to. Uh, I would imagine that it's, yeah, I would imagine that it's eventually going to. But for some reason, I didn't know that Kate didn't know. Yeah. And I, and I should have realized it because she came out around the same time that she killed. What's his name? It was, it was all happening simultaneously or just about simultaneously. So it should have dawned on me that she didn't know, but it didn't. Yeah. So they're having this conversation. We change scenes to. See Thomas Elliot hang had hung himself inside of Arkham, inside his cell. We switch over to um, Alice wrapping up Thomas Elliot's head because she cut off his face. And he was still alive and talking and conscious. And I just said, ow. Yeah, because I'm sorry. First of all, I'm not really sure how one cuts off their face and still manages to live. Uh, it's a thing. <laughs> Apparently. But that aside, how are they still conscious? I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Mary's no, I, the doctor. I'm not expecting you to answer, but these are the questions I'm asking myself while I'm watching. I'm like, how is he still conscious? How is he talking? How is he making any kind of sense? And how is he not? Like, just huddled in a corner saying every swear word he can imagine from the pain he has to be in. Maybe there is a maybe there's a way that you can cut off a face without like, like almost just like very, I mean, they would very ha- shallowy. So they would have to dunk his up. entire head in Novocaine in order for him to not feel anything like it just. The whole thing, like, I wasn't even expecting that. I should have been, but I wasn't. Yeah. It just, I was like, oh. So, back back at the club, because we skipped over this part, back at the club, they, uh, Julia goes to the power outlet to shut down the, to shut down the power at the club. She shuts down the power at the club. Wait, did we skip something? Did we, did Kate go to the bar yet? 
as Julia's going to shut down the power at the club, she goes to the bar, yes. So Julia's on her way to shut down the power. Kate is kind of walking the walking the floor to get to her position to change into Batwoman. On her way there, she spies bartender Regan. I was not expecting her back, by the way. Neither was I. Uh, it was great because uh, we had I had sent the so that uh, so that tweet that we were talking about earlier. I'd sent it when I sent it to Tim. Uh, we were discussing all the characters on Batwoman, and we had mentioned her, and we were both like, "Miss her." Like she was a good character. <laughs> and then she showed up. Yep. And then she shows up, and she makes she uh, she gets Kate to agree to let her make her a drink. On the house, uh, which has the worst name in the world. Yeah. Like for one, it's really long. Like you would never order a drink that with a name that long to the bar. It's like no. 18 words. Uh, they kind of flirt back and forth, and Kate somewhat apologizes for for brushing her off. Luke is interrupting this nice flirting. I do like the fact like Kate is getting very jelly of Sophie and Julia's relationship, and yet she's flirting with Regan. I was actually like as the flirting was happening, I was like, good, put Kate over here and we can like not even do the whole triangle thing. Like I'm so good with this. <laughs> as she's as she's trying to flirt with Regan, Luke on the comms is kind it's of like, reminding Like, hello, you have yep. work to do. Yep. <laughs> Kate just starts grabbing her ear. It's <laughs> like, do you hear that really annoying whine? <laughs> Regan's like, no, I don't. Oh. Like, do you, do you have a tumor? <laughs> so Kate, begrudgingly after she drinks, leaves the bar to go get changed. Julia shuts off the Julia shuts off the power. Kate switches into Batwoman. I will say one of the things I liked about this scene was like watching Kate maneuver around the dance floor as Batwoman. With the dark vision lenses. That was pretty cool. But there were a couple things that I didn't like about the scene. And one of them is if the power just randomly shut off, I don't see all those people being as calm as they are. Maybe they were calm because Batwoman was there. But they don't know Batwoman's there. That's the point. No, I think, I mean, it's kind of hard to miss Batwoman even in the dark. So I think they turned the lights out so she could change into becoming Batwoman, and nobody would wonder where Batwoman came from. She just kind of appeared once the lights turned out. Well, the the reason I think they the, the reason they turn off the lights is to cut any power to like if like the doors are automated on a lock. You know, there there's other reasons to cut out the power, just not the lights. But well, true. But I I think they were calm because Batwoman was there. Okay. Kate kind of goes through them. Julia is Julia is captured because she gets into a fight with one guy, takes him down, takes his gun, and then there's like four of the people in the in the hallway and they take her out. Luke is telling Kate this as she's going into the office where the book is. He's like, "Well, there's a there's a safe, there's a safe in the wall, it might be in there." Kate's like, or it might just be on his desk out in the open. I was like, no, this is a trap. Don't be an idiot. Kate has never apparently seen uh, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, she just picks up the book and her legs get taken out 
and she gets knocked unconscious. Like now, did you think when Tommy made that phone call that it was a trap? Well, first of all, the the phone call that led them to the to the club. Did you think that it was a trap when the phone call happened? No. Did you? No, think, I think he was just trying to get the book to give to Alice. And did you even think that it was Tommy who made the phone call? I mean, I know we, we realized later that it was, but when it happened, I wasn't sure if it was Tommy or if it was Mouse voicing Tommy. Uh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. I didn't think of that, and I think the only reason I don't think of that was because we see Tommy's face on the phone, and we don't know yet that they've cut off Tommy's face. But did did we see – oh, that's right. We It did cut to his face. Okay. When we first heard his voice before they cut to his face, that's yeah. when I was like, is this Tommy or is this Mouse? Yeah. Nope. So I was pretty sure it was Tommy. As – as Alice is bandaging up Tommy, uh, she starts reiterating the Humpty Dumpty tale and posits why Humpty Dumpty was even on that was even on that ledge to begin with. Something I think we all wondered as a child. Like, yes. You're an, you're an egg. Why are you in that position? Exactly. Tommy wants to know when he gets his new face. Alice says, "When I get my book, you know, it's quid pro quo, people. This is how it works." Go back to the go back to the unconscious Batwoman on the floor. They come in and they essentially determine they're gonna auction off all of her stuff and her to the highest bidder. So get out the get out the word to the mob. Now, did you expect her to actually still be unconscious, or did you expect her to like fake them out and then try to kick their ass? Nah, I knew she was unconscious. You don't walk into a trap that badly and not stay unconscious. I wasn't sure. I was hoping, but I had a feeling I was going to be wrong. We have Mary talking to Luke because... (gasps) Mary is freaking the fuck out. It's the greatest thing. Mary's freaking out. And I'm sitting here going, why did Luke call Mary? (laughs) I I don't think Luke called Mary. I think Mary was just kind of like, did Luke call her or was she just kind of there? And then, like, she must have been like, where's Kate? And then we kind of came in on the whole, well, she's not here and she's I missing mean, thing. I'm, maybe. But so she's freaking out that, that Kate's captured. Luke's like, don't worry, I'm going to go get her back. And Mary's like, no. As what? The mobster's accountant? Yeah. No, <laughs> you're not doing that. I'm going to go. And Luke's like, no, Kate will kill me. And it's too dangerous. And she's like, well, look. His the Sabatino's cousin owes me one because I took care of her when she OD'd. Mary, honey, I don't think you know exactly what what being a doctor is. Like, I don't think doctors keep <laughs> keep score of the people True, they save and then just but, randomly show up and be like, "Remember when I saved your life?" True. You owe me one. But she runs an unauthorized clinic and she probably had to steal whatever material like whatever she used in order to save her. Yeah. So Yeah. That's why she could call it in. So she's like, I'm gonna go and do this and Luke's like, oh, that's actually a good idea. So he's like, Well, you're gonna go, but you're gonna have some bad accessories. We go back to Tommy in full in full bandage, uh Mummy mode. Mummy mode. Uh, or hush mode, because when hush was around in the comics, his his face would be taped up. He, uh, <clears throat> when he Bless first you. shows up, thank you. When he first shows up, he has his head taped up, not because there's anything wrong with it, just 
as a mysterious thing, so you don't know who he is. Uh, so he's talking to Sabatino, who's like, you know, it seems like this book is worth a lot more than you led me to believe. You're stuck in Arkham, so go to hell. You're not getting your book back. I'm going to I'm gonna use it and sell it. Tommy gets really upset, and Alice is just quietly sewing a face. <laughs> and he's like, you don't... As you one don't does. Take, yeah, as one does when you're Alice. You don't seem that upset, Alice. Eh, I kind of figured this. Do we want to know where she got the materials to make a face in Arkham? I don't want to know where she ever gets materials to make a face. <laughs> well, I, I imagined mean, that, just, that... There are just some questions I don't need the answer to. <laughs> I imagined that Cartwright sort of provided her with all the materials she needed. Yeah, and where did he get them? <laughs> well, that, I mean, that was... For, but I just, I was like, how does one do that while in an insane asylum? I mean, there's no shortage of bodies. It's true. So Alice and Tommy's like, you know, he was like a brother to me. She's like, uh, you must be an only child. Speaking as someone who had their sibling, like, lock them in Arkham. <laughs> I am here to tell you that, you know, never trust siblings. So yeah. she had actually set magpie free to go retrieve to go retrieve the book mary yeah. hmm? no i was gonna i was gonna say something but i'll wait till later because i i'll bring it up later when we get to another scene okay mary shows up and runs quickly over to the bar and is like give me a drink give it to me now i need a drink and she's <laughs> drinking and <laughs> luke's like um there's a, there's a mission. Like, why is – Luke must be sitting in the back cave like, we really need to stop going to places that have a bar. Yes. We really have to keep our – we have to keep our people focused because they don't – we can't do this. Yeah. So Mary's like, fine. She quickly has her drink. She turns around. We see we see Sabatino's cousin go walking by, and Mary kind of flags her over, and she's like, I don't know who you are. She's like, well, picture me upside down holding a bucket of your puke, right? She gives her a hug, as one does. And Mary's like, I got texted to come over here because someone was having a problem with an embarrassing nosebleed and, you know, problems. So uh, she was like, all right, I'll, you know, I'll see what I can do to get you to get you in there. They're starting to set up the Sabatino's starting to set up the auction. For Batwoman stuff, we hear we hear him auction off the grappling gun for like 2.5 million or something. We hear we know that Julia told the people that are working her over that she is from the special reconnaissance thing for England. Right, and that's what she told Kate too. Right, that's what she's told everybody. And apparently, that is not the truth. I mean, it was at one point. She's just not she's just not letting Kate know that she's no longer there. We and go, this was see, the moment where my guard started to go, what's going on? See, I had initially I had initially missed this scene. So luckily I watched this episode like I watch every episode at least twice. So when the first time around I didn't see it, second time around I was like, Oh, this is where it happens. So they're working over Julia again and they're like, you know, why are you here? Why are you working for Batwoman? And there she um, she's like, I'm not working with Batwoman. It's just happenstance that we're in the same place. You know, I told you who I work for. 
To which the woman working her over says, I called our I called our guy over there and they said you haven't been there in six months because you went rogue. So you no longer work for them. That's all we know. That's all this they tell us. And this is when I started to go, uh oh. So back over in Arkham, Jacob shows up, talks to Alice during visiting hours. He's like, Hey, Thomas Elliott hanged himself. Do you have anything to do with that? She's like, what? Why me? Like, he's crazy. Did this scene feel like, oh, we need something for Jacob to do this episode? Yes. Because I don't know why. I don't know why Jacob would just go there and be like, why did Thomas Elliott hang himself, Alice? Tell me. See, I thought that he thought that it might have been somebody wearing a Tommy mask. And Mm. that's why he was talking to her. But he didn't allude to that. It's true. You would think on an auto- in an autopsy that would come up. Um, so they go through and she kind of tells them what's been going on in Arkham. The whole electron, the whole electrocution he's, therapy. Yeah, the electrotherapy. Yeah. Uh, she also, you know, he's like, well, you know, you told me that my daughter was dead and she wasn't coming back. So this is me saying you're right. That, and that all this is because, you know, this is all your fault. To which she points out, um, Kate's the one who shoved me in the uh, in the cell and you locked the door. So technically that is not true. Yeah, I mean, this was a good scene, but it didn't feel... Didn't really feel necessary. No, it didn't. It literally felt like, well, he's a series regular and rather than pay him to do nothing, we have to at least give him a scene. Yeah, because all he's really in is he's in this scene and he's in the scene... Pro- um, the scene when they find Tommy's body hanging. It's him and Sophie that show up. So it's yeah, it doesn't doesn't really add anything to the to the story or what's going on except it gives Alice the ability to kind of tell Jacob what's going on inside the asylum, which technically isn't happening to her anymore. But he no. doesn't have to know that. Right, but I mean, it did happen. It did happen, and she gets to kind of twist the knife, and it was, and I did kind of feel sorry for her as she was talking to him, even though I knew that she wasn't experiencing that anymore because she took matters into her own hands. Mm-hmm. But I still, in that moment, as she was talking, was like, "Oh, poor Alice." I was like, "Wait, what am I doing?" <laughs> so as they're auctioning off Batwoman, we get the we get the bid up to three million for Batwoman herself. Mary shows up and says, like, I'm going to bid $10 million. She looked so badass. They wanted to know who she was, so she's like, you know, I'm the heiress to Hamilton Dynamics, and I want her technology. So I'll pay you $10 million for it. He's like, well, you know, you're, the briefcase you have can only be, like, you know, it, it's not $10 million. She's like, you get two point five now, and then we then we wire the rest of them to you. No, that's not how this works. Cash business, Mary. Cash business. So he says, look, you can get the suit for $2.5 million once she's dead. Takes the briefcase. Luke is looking in at the... is looking in, listening to what's going on, and he notices Magpie coming down from the ceiling because you have cameras just pointed at the ceiling of random, of random uh, rooms, as one does. Unless, was it something from her bat suit, maybe? 
Uh, no, I would imagine, seeing as how he kept his vault there, that he would have cameras in every inch of that room. Gotcha. Go back over to the auctioning. We get the winning bidder, who is one of the guys from the one of the guys from the first action sequence. He has a cleaver. He's really happy he won. <laughs> Mary, and this is why Mary isn't allowed to be on on the bat team, shouts Luke now. And <laughs> and Luke explodes the money that's in the briefcase. Code names Mary. Code, Code names. names. But technically Luke also has that same problem. So you know I'm not saying he doesn't. There no. are some not smart <laughs> there are some not smart people on this bad team. No, true. But I'm just like they could have totally come up with a totally different way of doing that. But <laughs> I was like, you know what? I was fine with it. No. They blow up the money. There's all sort of disarray going on. Mary runs over to Batwoman, has some sort of like heat chain bolt cutter thing. Yeah, I didn't know thing. what the heck that was. It it's almost yeah. It's like a heat thing. Like I don't know. But it's used to kind of burn the burn the chains off. Batwoman gets free and kicks everybody's ass. Julia gets free, kicks everybody's ass. They all meet. And Mary's like, so that was totally awesome, but uh Magpie's here and she's going to the roof. Yes. So Kate's like, Alright, I got this. Kate Batwoman goes up to the Batwoman goes up to the roof. Her and Magpie fight for a little bit. I don't I don't love Magpie's wig. I it was too Alice like for me. It just you know, it looks fake. At least with Alice, if for some reason like I buy that's her hair. I don't buy that that's Magpie's hair. Now Is granted, it... granted we've seen Magpie not wearing that and we Which is probably why. Right. You only see Alice in that hair. Like in the show, that's her hair. Right. It's very clear that she's not wearing a wig. Right. But even like we know the Batwoman hair is a wig, but it looks a lot more natural than this wig does. It does now. I think at the beginning it looked a little it looked a little less natural and especially during the first time we saw her in the crossover over a year ago. I think I think her wigs come a long way. Oh, you mean in Elseworlds? Yeah. Yeah, her wig in Elseworlds looked very wiggish. <laughs> um, but it's like now it looks natural, which I like because it should. And Magpies just does not. Yeah, it's weird. It's a little too straight, I think, is the problem. I had an issue straight with the color and the cut. I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not a personal fan of bangs to begin with, but whatevs. So Batwoman and Magpie are fighting. Magpie chucks the journal off the roof. Kate goes running after it. And then like a second after she jumps over the roof to go get it. She comes grappling back up. It's really the How only time. That's really the only time like this logic problem has happened on the show. Because yeah. Because that was not nearly enough time to catch up to that book. No, at all. I was like, how the hell? Yeah. I was like, okay. So she gets it, knocks out, and Magpie's gone, which is the reason why Magpie threw it off the roof. But that's fine. We go back to outside the club. Kate's there. With Mary, with an umbrella, because it's always raining in Gotham. And, you know, she thanks Mary, and she's like, you know, you can handle yourself. I'm sorry I was wrong. 
I didn't want to lose you after losing one sister. Which but, that scene made me go, aww. <laughs> but, you know, thank you for not listening to me. You know, you can be on you can be on the bat team because you're a total badass. And that I don't think I don't I'm pretty sure that that is probably the best thing Mary's ever heard. Like, I don't think anything could make her happier in this moment. Yeah, I do like <laughs> I do like she's like, so does this mean I can be one of your retail assistant, uh, one of your retail assistants? And she's like, I believe I you like to be called was... associates. And that was basically her way of saying yes. And she's like, yay. She's so happy that after she hugs Kate, she's like, you know, now granted, remember, they're outside. People are walking around them. She's like, all right, I'll see you in the bat cave. <laughs> Mary, Mary, you're becoming Luke, Mary. Don't be like Luke. And she has a like, and even when she, well, I have something to say when she will get to her in the bat when we actually see her in the Batcave. So Regan comes up from behind. Uh, Regan comes up from behind and is like, hey, it's me, your stalker. Because when Kate first ran into Regan earlier, we find out that, you know, that Regan had stopped by the holdup a few times, hoping she was there and kind of stalked her Insta, waited outside her house with a giant <laughs> radio playing no. in your eyes. <laughs> Do you picture Kate with an Instagram? No. I, I mean, I don't even think she said I like she didn't even. No, say I, I know you. Were, I, just, I yeah. know you were totally kidding. I just uh, I believe Kate does have an Instagram and I believe it's all done by Mary. <laughs> now that I would buy. Like Mary randomly takes like candid snaps of Kate and posts them on her Instagram. Like that is something I fully see happening. Absolutely. And if now, it hasn't if it hasn't already happened, I'm sure it will now that she's part of the Bat Team. I was say, now that she's part of the Bat Team, like she's also going to be the publicist for Batwoman. So This is going to be fun. So Regan's like, hey. She's like, wasn't it super weird that Batwoman showed up like last time? She's like, the last time I saw Batwoman, I was with you. I should have... Uh, I should have caught on the weirdness of that line, given what we know is coming in a little bit. But I didn't. And then and then she was like, well, it's not really a coincidence. And I'm like, no, Kate, you're not going to be like, you're not just going to randomly tell a bartender girl. No, but she, she she's like, no, Sabatino stole something from me and I came to get it back and Batwoman helped me. OK, well, that was okay. a pretty decent lie. Yeah. And she's like, oh, can you get me an autograph? Well, no. Like, can I give you a ride home? She's like, I was going to go get a drink. Is your place still open? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And then... The bar. No, she does not, very clearly. We cut to the scene of them going at it about as much as you can in a TV show. Uh, yeah, that's about, as, that's about as much skin as this show has ever shown. Uh, it really was. Like... <laughs> like, oh, man. Like... <laughs> I... I I literally was like, I'm not sure how we're gonna describe this. Yeah, I mean, it was it was the TV version of Showgirls is essentially is essentially I mean, where it came down to. And good it, for Kate. The one good, thing the good one for, thing I will say is they zoomed in on the bag, 
Like when they when the bag dropped to the floor, they yes. zoomed in on it. Yes. I mean, after you saw almost everything else, they zoomed in on the bag before ending the scene. And I was like, okay, what's about to happen? I. But to be honest, I completely missed that. There was other stuff going on that I was <laughs> like, okay, this is this is how far we're gonna go. Good, like. I mean, good. I mean, good that Kate's finally getting laid because Lord knows she needs it. She's been laid like three times in this series already. <laughs> once from, once from Regan, once from Julia, and now a second time from Regan. She could have had Sophie too, but I don't know exactly how you would manage to keep the mask on. But oh yeah, no, that is true. So Kate, and I mean, essentially between their conversation at the bar and their conversation before. Before this little tryst, like Kate apologizes for for being busy. Regan apologizes. <laughs> She's like, you know, Regan's like, I thought you were gonna fight harder to uh, to keep me, and you didn't, so I had to walk away. Really regretted that. So it kind of sounds like, like I understand you're super busy, but I'm willing to be there when you can make the time. That seemed to be the agreement that this sort of led into. Like this wasn't like this didn't set up as a one night stand to me. This set up like we're gonna go at it like we did before, but we kind of know the score now. Like we're gonna try this. Well, that was we're gonna try this, and I understand you're busy, and you're gonna try a little bit harder. I'm not gonna put you in that same position. That's what I got from everything. Before the tryst happened, and then and then we have the the, yeah we have the tryst. Then we have Mary in the Batcave. And this... Oh, Mary. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. First, I had a... First, with, with Mary and the selfie, I was like, no, what are you doing? Oh, Mary. I was like, no, Millennial Mary is back. And then Luke just casually saying that Bruce is Batman. I was like... Oh, Mary. <laughs> just this whole, this whole scene was kind of cringe. <laughs> takes out the phone the heart's taking pictures and looks like what the hell you doing doing? and he's like bruce is gonna be pissed why would bruce be pissed because he's batman well no because he said when, when bruce first showed me this place as if to say like i get what you're feeling right now i felt right. this too and then she, he, she's like wait why was bruce showing you the bat cake oh luke then... <laughs> oh mary <laughs> Oh, look at Mary. <laughs> I just cringed through the whole thing. I was like, yikes. Ugh. I, I, that's all I got for the scene. All I have for the scene. Just all I have is do better. Yeah. Like, seriously. So, Kate wakes up the next morning feeling like P. Diddy. Turns over in bed. Something weird was going to happen because there was like. I don't know, there was, like, weird music or a weird sound to this scene. Yeah. Turns around, like, and Regan's not there. And I'm like, ha, this is how it feels, Kate. Stop it. And then what did you do in, like, five seconds later? And so Kate gets out of bed with, the with the with like, the covers covering her top. I'm like, okay, we're not going with the shirt. Like, this, like... I mean, after the after the Tris scene, I'm like, they've definitely set the tone for for the show from here on out. 
Yeah. So Kate goes walking, looking for, hoping Regan's, like, making breakfast or whatever. Finds the bag on the floor. Empty. Regan's nowhere to be found. Now, and this is when my jaw hit the floor. So Regan apparently stole the journal. Why, we don't know. But more importantly, can we talk about the dilapidated condition of this apartment that Kate is living in? Um, It's Kate. So that really doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I don't I don't know like maybe in Alice's dream it was at least looking better, I think. Um but it's a studio style apartment and like the walls are coming apart. I just imagine like her living like in a little bit better of a place, but I guess this kind of speaks to speaks to her like fragile psyche that she's had throughout a good portion of this first season. I also don't really think that she cares much about the, like... No, I mean, she's she's not really spending that much time there. No, she's really, really not. And Like, usually honestly, it's just where she goes to, to have sex. And I'll be honest, I totally didn't even pay attention to the uh, state of her apartment because I was, t- like... Oh my god, spazzing out at the whole Regan of it all. Yeah, because I, was so sad. I did like, I did not see that coming, especially yeah. in the is it the next scene after this, or do we have the scene with Luke and Mary first? Uh no, Luke and Mary was before that. Then we have the scene. Then we have Luke, Kate, and Julia, where they're like, She took the journal and Julia's like, Why would a bartender want want Lucius Fox's journal? And then Um like, because Luke's, you know, Luke doesn't understand why it's gone. Says, I woke up, Regan was gone, the book was gone. He's like, so the book that we took to... So now you're in even more danger than you were before, and the book that my dad died for is gone, so we're in an even worse position than we were before. Right, and he's like, so the book that we took to save everything, you lost to a bartender. And not to mention the person they stole it from probably wants to come kill them. This is what happens when you let your lust override your thinking. Okay, but I wasn't e- like I wasn't even thinking that Regan was anything to be really worried about. No, but before you before you go to get laid, drop off the book somewhere safe. I mean, as far as she knew, she was in her apartment. It was safe. Mm, you know, Bruce has trust issues. This would have never have happened to him. I, well, I think now Kate is also going to have trust issues, and I do not see this happening again. We go to outside, and we see Regan walking through a square, sitting down on a on a bench, hands the journal over... To Magpie. To Magpie. Um, mm. And she's upset. She's like, you really cost me a hot girlfriend again, Magpie. I will say Magpie, out of the costume, looks very different to the point of I didn't realize that was Magpie until just now as I see now, the scene going through. And here's I have it on closed caption. Where I completely lost my mind. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're but wrong. the last time we saw mm-hmm. was the Magpie episode. Yes? I don't know. Uh, Regan was in two episodes. Right. But the one <laughs> Regan was in the one where like, the jewelry was the bombs, remember? 
Yes. That was Magpie, right? Yes. So Regan's been setting Kate up this entire time. Kate has been a target this entire time. Um, I don't know. No, I wouldn't say that. Oh, I would. I would say I would say that Regan was helping Magpie with the bombs. And Kate was not the target at that point. Because she said, I'm sick of being your reconnaissance woman. And I and you weren't supposed to fall for the mark. Fall for the mark means that Kate was the target. Yeah, it's, it's very possible. But yes, they were both in the same. Yep, I'm looking it up on IMDb now. Episode four, Magpie and Regan. Um, I was completely floored. I mean, I was completely floored when she stole the journal, but I was completely floored. Knowing that the last time we saw her was also a setup and that maybe she knows that she's Batwoman. Uh, I don't think so, because Magpie, Magpie said, um, it's like, you know, you fall for the mark. This is what happens. And Regan says, you know, we're only supposed to steal from the rich. Oh, no. Magpie says we steal from the rich. We don't we don't fall for them. So I think this just means that I just think this means that. Over the course of time, this has happened to Regan before. I don't think it's specifically Kate. Oh, see, and I think it's specifically Kate. Yeah. So she's like, you got your book. I want my freedom. You can trade it for your freedom. I'm done. I'm sick of being it, of being this thing for you. And it turns out they're sisters. And that's why she did this. <sighs> Is that what that meant? Yeah. She's like, she's like, you'd do anything for your sister. I just did. Yeah, I don't think they mean sorority sisters. I think they mean actually sisters. I thought that I, I see my mind went uh, somewhere completely different, but your way makes way more sense. I thought she was doing it to save her sister and her sister was somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm pretty sure they're sisters. Um, and then they kind of walk their separate ways. Before we end the scene, a couple things that I wanted to note. One Again, Magpie looks completely different outside of her costume to the extent of like in her costume. She looks like she's a teenager. Yeah. And outside the costume, she looks like an adult woman. It's weird. Second, Regan looks like a cross between Leia Michelle and Piper Parabu. Yes, on both. Yeah, it's weird. Like every time I see her, I'm like, I know you from somewhere. And then this episode, I'm like. I don't actually know you. I know people that look almost exactly like you. Yep, exactly. We go over to Flirty Sophie and Flirty Julia, who are doing the flirty flirts. And they're basically they're basically hard eye emojis personified. And it's sick. Yeah. And Julia's like, hey, want to go grab burgers to to celebrate Thomas Elliott being in jail? Or no, didn't she invite her to breakfast because she missed their lunch date? Yes. So she's like, to celebrate Thomas Elliot being in jail, we should go do this. And and yeah. Julia's like, well, uh, Sophie's like, well, Thomas hung himself, so he's not going to get his day in court. Not really a whole lot to celebrate. Right. But they still do the flirty flirt. And Julia's like, well, come on, let's go grab something to eat. It's not like I'm your husband that you absolutely love. Remember <laughs> him? Mary, uh, Sophie goes walking off. Julia picks up the phone and is talking to someone and is like, I don't have the book. It's gone. Who's she talking hmm. to? Here's an interesting thought that I just had. 
Could she be talking to Batman? Uh, it is possible, although there's been no sort of there's been no sort of um, suggestion that he's gonna show up in the series. But this is interesting, and I'll tell you why at the end of this episode. I do like your theory. We go over to we go over to um, Alice taking out some sort of tracker in in Magpie that I'm assuming is put into the Arkham inmates. I believe it could also be in the comic books. Uh, you have the Suicide Squad, which is a bunch of criminals and criminally insane that are drafted onto a team to do to do black book work for the government, essentially. Right, and then. They're all implanted with a bomb in their neck. So, so if, if they, they go too far out of line, they yeah, if they don't the do what they're told or they try to escape, Amanda Waller can press a button and it explodes them. So this could be a connection that Magpie was on on the Suicide Squad, Task Force X, or everybody in Arkham is already implanted with these. So that way she can just go around and be like, I want you, I want you, I want you, let's go. Uh, but that is essentially what... Alice is taking out of Magpie's neck. Mouse is going through the journal, and we find out that the journal is written in code, which looks a lot like hieroglyph. Yeah. So Luke is probably the only person who could decode it. More than likely. Or there's a second book out there. And then that's the uh, that is the end of the episode. Now, your whole thing about could she be talking to Bruce Wayne or could she be talking to Batman? It is possible. And while they haven't while they haven't discussed about possibly casting for Bruce Wayne or Batman on the show, Thomas Elliot has a new face. In the comics, when Thomas Elliot first shows up as Hush, his face is his, face is his own. It's totally normal. Uh, Batman finds out he's Thomas Elliot. We find out his connection to Bruce Wayne. In the sequel story called Heart of Hush, written by Batman the Animated Series uh, creator Paul Dini, Hush underwent the same kind of procedure. Like He got his face taken off. And replaced with a new one. His new face is that of Bruce Wayne. Oh. So he wanted to be Bruce. Now he now in that storyline he kind of takes over his life. Like he takes over Wayne Enterprises, bankrupts them. Like he does a lot of stuff. He causes a lot of problems for Bruce because he's running around with Bruce's face. Now if that's the direction they're planning on going here, that would mean that when we finally see his face you would have essentially had to have cast Bruce Wayne. Now, so do you think she's actually talking to Bruce Wayne, or do you think she's talking to Tommy with Bruce Wayne's face? I don't know if she's talking to... I don't know if she's talking to Batman. I don't think she's talking to Tommy. I think she's talking to um, Sifia, who runs who runs that island. Oh, and, and the is, one who's and is, coming after Alice. Correct. Huh. Because Julia, because Julia, the last time we see Julia, or the first time we see Julia, rather, is during that period of time where we find out about the island and Sifia. Yes. Oh, that's right. Because she mentioned that island. Right. She's the one that mentions it, and she's the one that that reminds Kate of it. So that is that is what I'm thinking. It'll be interesting to see if we are right. But also, to, like I said, it'll be interesting to see if they go with the route of Thomas Elliot, who's supposed to keep being on the show, like his character is supposed to keep being on the show. I would assume maybe next season, if he is supposed to be running around as Bruce Wayne, that'll obviously cause problems because 
you know, Kate essentially took over Wayne Tower. If Bruce Wayne's back, that's his place. So that could be um, that could cause some problems in season two. I'm very excited to see where this goes. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. And um, I've seen they released set pictures of Hush uh, in his full kind of Hush gear, which is like a coat, almost like a noir style detective trench coat. And he's got two guns. Looks very comic accurate. Um, so I'm very interested to see where this is going because I really like that villain and I liked how they've used him so far in Batwoman. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. I'm very interested to see where it goes. Yep. That, uh, ends the episode. So as we said, we have two more episodes going. Um, I believe they're in succession. I don't believe there's an off week. Do no, we, at this at this point, I don't think there's an off week either. Yeah, because you figure if you do if you do them both straight through, that puts you to Memorial Day weekend, right? Yes. Memorial's the the fourth Monday of the month. Right. So Batwoman's going to end on the seventeenth because we have the tenth and the seventeenth. Okay. So yep, there we go. We have two more. We have two more episodes of the season. They still haven't. Uh, they still haven't announced um, anything for next season yet about a time frame. I know there was an article uh, that's been circulating the Internet that talked about what plans uh, WB specifically was making when to start like productions or how they're going to start productions again on not just movies, but TV shows as well. So yeah, I haven't heard anything. Yeah, it'll be very interesting because in figure in order to hit October, which is usually when they come back, they would have start. to go, they would have to go back in July. Yeah, you would you would have to start lensing. So it'll be a matter of I think it'll be a matter of how you're going to logistically film. Um, so it may end up being weak. It may end up being like shows cut down on cameras. Or there's more like stationary cameras, um, so you can cut down on the amount of crew needed. How are they going to do fight scenes? Um, I think what's going to end up happening is, much like when people go back to work, I think there's there's going to be there's going to be a bunch of things put in place to try and minimize as much as possible. And while nothing's a hundred percent, there's only like they'll take temperatures of people every day. People who show a temperature or even a little bit of sick won't be allowed on the set. So I think there's going to be plenty of that. And while nothing's 100%, I think they're going to figure out as much as they can to get some sort of normalcy back. Yeah. Um, so you figure if both people, if all the stunt people doing the scene all pass like their medical checks, then, I mean, you should be fine. Real, You know, hopefully. No one, you know, no one's ever, no one ever knows and nothing's ever certain, but it is something that's going to have to be worked out. Maybe you scale down and it's more one-on-one. Who knows? Like it would, it would take a lot more editing, but doing like one-on-one, six feet away, one-on-one, you know, keep the six feet distance in a scene and then somehow editing it, editing it together to give a better force perspective. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what all the shows look like next year. Yeah, um, that will be, especially because this is a very labor, extra intensive 
Yeah, labor intensive show. show. Yeah. yeah, it's not like it's not like a sitcom where you could easily probably get away with like four people on the set at once. Like you have two cameras set up on like two hard cameras and maybe one operator and you just have a couple people in the scene for a comedy. This is this is going to be a little bit more of a logistical problem, but it'll be interesting to see where it comes from. Yeah. So overall, what did you think of the show? Um, it wasn't my favorite. I mean, there were some stuff in it that happened, some stuff that happened that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of on the weaker end of the spectrum in terms of episodes for me. Okay. Because I... the last few episodes have been so good yes. that this one was just kind of here. I liked the information. I liked all the information we got from it. I'm and... not necessarily sure I liked how the information was delivered to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I liked all the information we got from it. I liked kind of the threads that that showed up. And I think ultimately it'll pay off in better episodes. Uh, see, and that's the other thing, too. Like, will it? Like, in two episodes, are we going to get the payoff? Or are we going to be... I'm 100% convinced that we're going to have to go through the summer going, uh, I need to know what happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, good. I'm going to be raging on this podcast come finale time because they're going to leave us in a very rude cliffhanger. And I don't do well with rude yeah. cliffhangers. I am going to so- be so upset that come episode 20, they're going to have like a cliffhanger. They'll be like, ha, it'll be resolved next week. You're like, no, no, it won't. <laughs> Just just be prepared for lots of anger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, so I, I did like the episode. I think I liked it a little bit more than you. It's a little bit higher than middle of the pack for me. However, I, I do see what you're saying. I just think I just I'm very interested in the threads that we saw show up. And yeah. I want to see them play out. So I think that's why I, I rated it a little bit higher. Um, oh, Mary. <laughs> Oh, Mary. <laughs> I mean, this might be good for Luke. Maybe we have maybe I'll have somebody else to kind of chastise. But I don't want to chastise choices. Mary. I like, mean, I just I want well, my Mary. And this was not my this was millennial Mary. And I don't like millennial Mary. Do we really think it's best to have Luke and Mary on a team? Like, are they going to be able to help Kate while they're making Google lines at each other? Yes. I do believe that they'll be able to. Once I don't know. She... I don't think it's. I don't think it's really working out for Julia and Sophie. <laughs> well, Julia and Sophie is just. It's just weird, and I just. I think. I think that might be part of why I didn't love the episode because I could see where that was going, and it just kind of was like I don't really want this. Like you're giving this to me, and I just don't want it. Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm fine with it. And I also missed Kate and Alice's dynamic this episode a lot. Yeah, you you don't get any scenes with them together. And it's really hard with Alice being in Arkham and Kate not. So it it, it felt like I was missing something. And I didn't feel that last week, but I did feel it this week. Well, Kate and Alice uh, had that opening scene last week, and I think there was one other scene that they had. Right. So we always we got a bit of Kate and yeah. Beth, not Kate and Beth, Kate and Alice, which this was the first episode, I think, all season where we didn't have them in any sense. Uh, together, probably. Yeah, that is definitely 
I'm going to say you're right. I'm going to go on a limb and say you're absolutely right. Uh, and I'm sure I'll, I'm sure someone out there will be like, nope, it actually happened in another episode. But I honestly don't remember it as well. So that is a dynamic that I think was the only thing I could really say was missing from this episode. Although we still had Alice and she was still Alice doing Alice-y things. And Kate was a big motivating factor behind what she was doing. Yeah. But I just miss their dynamic. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, Kate got her sexy time on this. There was a, there was a lot in this episode and it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. I also want to see how Regan is going to apologize to Kate. Is she, or is she just going to ghost her? I mean, I would imagine she has to, uh, actually, no, I know, because the first time I watched this episode, I watched it on On Demand on Comcast. So Regan is in the next episode because Kate goes looking for her. Oh, okay. So we're gonna get we're gonna get some resolution to Kate confronting her about it. Okay. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. Um, I don't think Kate will be able to look past it, but I mean, Batman loves Catwoman, so it's fine. It can be a thing. You can have a love-hate thing. Look at Sophie and her husband. He <laughs> loved her. She hates him. <laughs> Are they, they divorced now? Uh, they're in the process of being divorced. I don't know if they're officially divorced. Okay. But it's definitely like they are – we know where they're going if they haven't already – if they haven't already gotten there. I can't remember if they had – if she had signed the papers yet or if they just kind of showed the papers. But we know we know where that train is headed. Uh, other than that, I also want to see Sophie introduce Julia to her mom. Be like, Mom, this is my girlfriend. Oh, that would be fun. That would be. I'm I'm completely okay with Julia and Sophie being together. I'm I'm fine with it. I I don't want the I don't triangle. want the triangle. Like I'll be I'd be fine with the triangle for like an episode or two. But I don't want it to be an underlining problem in the show. <laughs> I think Sophie and Julia are too cutesy for me. Like they do that like flirty cutesy thing. And I just, that's nauseating to me just as a general life thing. So I just don't, don't enjoy this. As a person who unabashedly loves, uh, teen, teen, uh, romance movies. Uh, I am completely okay with it. I am here for it. Uh, the only way it would get better is if like one of them has a very serious illness. Uh, oh God, you want you want you want to walk to remember this? I mean, walk to remember, five feet apart, midnight just, sun. These are I, all I, great I, movies, is what I'm wait, getting at. Midnight sun. What's that about? Uh, it is about a Bella Thorne who plays a character who cannot go outside. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes, it's yes, based yes. Off a Japanese I saw the trailer movie. for that. I have, yeah. I have to find that movie because I saw the trailer for it the last time I went to movie theaters, and I just completely forgot to watch it. And I just watched Five Feet Apart. It was so good. I it hated was. the ending, but it was really good. You know, Space Between, these are all great movies. Um, I loved Midnight Sun. I saw it like four times in the theater. Um so I'm fine with this like cutesy kind of love thing. I don't like Sophie and Kate together. Oh, see, I love Sophie and Kate together. And like I understand, like from a storytelling perspective, I understand it. I just don't think the characters have that 
like I don't think they have that chemistry that I've seen. Oh, oh see, I do. Okay. Which I mean, everyone has their own thing. It's not a hill I'm willing right, to die. Right, chemistry on. is subjective. Yeah. No, and like, I just I don't see the chemistry. I think too with Julia and Sophie. Like I don't I don't really see it. And then they're trying to be cutesy on top of it, and it's just like if I can see the connection there, and you're being cute, I will fall for it. I'll be a sucker for it. Right. But if I don't see the chemistry, and you're trying to be cute, it's just no. I was I was kind of upset with how this episode went because I do see that connection in like Kate and Regan, so I would have liked her to stick around. Me too. I was so mad. I was like, why? Yeah, Keegan and, is what I'm calling them. And it made Rachel. me like remember how like how bad we felt for her, like when Kate was just being the worst. Right. Right. Yeah. No I don't poor. feel bad anymore. <laughs> yeah, no. So, um, so we're not gonna. So it doesn't look like we're gonna have rate, um, as a as a shipping couple, but looks like we'll have Sulia or oh Lord jo- no or Jofi. I'll I'll go with Jofi. Jofi. All right. So it looks like we'll have Jofi. Just because Sulia sounds just not <laughs> just does not sound good. It's like a disease. To be honest. <laughs> uh, so those are fine. And then we have we essentially have uh um Mook marrying Marion Luke Muke. I'm trying yeah. Lori. I don't I don't I haven't figured Like they're they're tough. I haven't figured out their squish name yet. I haven't yeah. figured it out. But what's because like that's my ship. I love them so much. Hamel Fox. <laughs> Foxitin. Ooh, I kind of like. Fox-a-tin. I like Hamel. Hamel Fox. All right, we're gonna Hamel- go with Hamel Fox. Fox. I like that. We're okay. gonna go with Hamel Fox. Yeah. So, so that is. Uh, I think. I think we've done all we can do to beat this episode to death. <laughs> hey, really? Yeah. <laughs> we've fallen down gonna, such a rabbit hole. I'm yeah, over we're gonna. Return. We're gonna end on a high note that is Hamel Fox. So, we are part of the Thought Bubble Audio group of shows. You can find such great shows besides us. I know we're perfect, but there are other good shows that you can listen to, such as Academy Rewind, Beer with Geeks, Supergirl TV Talk, Read Up, Tolkien TV Talk, Metropolis. Um, I believe there's also going to be another show with uh, the team that did... Um, the team that did the Krypton TV talk from Starkville House of L. Um, I believe they are doing another show at some point, but those are the ones that are out now. You can catch all of them over on Thought Bubble Audio. You can rate and review us on iTunes and anywhere podcasts can be found. You can reach out to us via email at batwomantvtalk at gmail.com. We check it almost any time before we go on to record so if you have thoughts comments that you want to hear read by all means send us an email you can also tweet at us and follow us on twitter at batwomantvtalk.com or you can also catch me on at academy rewind on twitter and where can the people find you i'm at xo tony roney xo on twitter all right so that is all i have how about you that's pretty much it for me all right so we're gonna get out of here and start making an official Hamel Fox merchandise. 
uh, they are shining from that symbol. So we are out of here. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.